And now it's time for how to when we address some of those life decisions we don't make very often. Today it's how to claim back tax. We're joined by Marion Ryan, Business Development Director of TaxBack.com. Marion, good afternoon good to afternoon, you. Sean. Now we are talking about PAYE people here. We are, yeah. I suppose there's two different types of people there when it comes to taxes. There's the self-employed or the self-assessed. They'll have, unfortunately, the tax returns to file mm. next month there. But today we're going to talk about the PAY employees like myself. So you're working for your employer and you want to see if you can get back some tax returns. Right. And, and so don't be assuming your employer is claiming everything for you in your behalf. Yeah, so that's the thing. I suppose there's taxes is something that people kind of say, I must do that. I must claim mm. back my refunds, but they never actually get around to doing it and I suppose there's two reasons like you said there is the assumption usher my employer looks after all of that for me I needn't worry about it there and the flip side of them is people have the fear the fear that they're going to have the underpayment <laughs> No actually <laughs> you are always there <laughs> <laughs> So that's the thing so I suppose what I'm always advocating for people to do is to look into your taxes because nine times out of ten there's actually a refund there for you rather than the flip side of it there so it's always worth every year to have a look and see what you may be entitled Right. to claim back there. Now, Form 12, this seems to be key to this whole process. What is Form 12? Yeah, it sounds it sounds more complicated than it is. Form 12 is the, the vehicle that you use to claim back your refund. So it's your tax refund form, mm. basically there. And it goes through all the different incomes that you might have. So you may have your employee income there from your employer. You might have had some social welfare income throughout the year as well. So it's where you declare what incomes you have. But most importantly, it's where you claim your tax refunds back. It's where you say what expenses you had throughout the year. You let the revenue know your personal circumstances, whether you got married during the year, whether you have children, stuff like that. And all these different things are little building blocks there to get a better tax refund for yourself to get yourself into a better position. Yeah, right. Now, you did mention, did you get married during the year? A marital breakdown or separation, does that have an effect? I assume it does on, it your, on does, your tax yeah. Status. So I suppose anytime there's a major life event, I'd always say that's a taxable event there, that there's mm. going to be something along the way there. So the year that you get married is a good year for your taxes for you there. It's, you can claim what's called year of marriage relief. And it's really beneficial to people if either one spouse isn't working at all or if there's one spouse that's working but earning below the, the threshold there of €36,000 because when you get married you can share your tax credits between yourself and your spouse there so mm. there's a great potential for a refund and then I suppose on the flip side it's not something that people like to talk about too much there but in year separation so if there's a marriage breakdown it's a really good year for your tax and tax refunds probably not great for you, you personally <laughs> yeah I've got good news and bad news <laughs> yeah, yeah. but basically in a essence you get a, an additional tax credit there for an initial oh. set of tax credits there so both spouses would be due quite a substantial refund along the way in the year of separation yeah. so. and, and is that something you can claim through your form 12 and do you have to provide proof that you've that you got divorced yeah so for, suppose it's the year of separation you need the, the document the agreement yes, separation yeah. agreement there to just let us know and as well that is well because if it's a thing that you have legally enforced spousal maintenance that you have to pay so if you have to pay maintenance for your, your ex-spouse for example there again there's a tax relief on that that you can claim they unfortunately the one in receipt of it they'll have to pay taxes yeah. on it there but again the form 12 is the vehicle for doing all Why this and do it that? sounds worse than it is it's really straightforward it's a lot of kind of yes no yeah. Now, now it's it, you can physically do it, but the, the, there's an online version as well. Isn't yeah, there? yeah, there is. So you can print it off. I think it's about 15 pages if you print it off. Right. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minister for the Environment won't like us printing off that much there. So it can be done online there. So the Revenue System themselves, they have an online version of it that you can fill in there. And it's loads of drop down menus along the way there. So you can fill it in. OK. So yeah. you select what's relevant to yourself. I suppose the key thing with that is to actually know 
what you're entitled to know what to, to claim. So like for yourself, for example, as a journalist there, there's what's called a flat rate expense that you'd be entitled to claim. Oh, right. For what? <laughs> Your eyes light up yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's flat rate expense is a tax relief that you're entitled to based solely on your occupation. So there's over 180 different occupations that are entitled to it. So journalists like yourself, it's 381 euros a year right. that you're entitled to claim. Nurses, doctors, teachers, if you're working in retail, there's a flat rate expense for yourself. If you're a really talented musician, there's 2,500 euros a year for you if you're a member of the National Symphony okay. Orchestra there. But if you're filling in your Form 12 and you see flat rate expense, you probably skip right over along through it there and, and never on the form, to it. does it say what all the occupations are that you can Yeah, so you claim go in for? and once you know that you're going in to claim your, your flat rate expense because you know you're entitled to one there, it'll go in and ask you kind of overall what your occupation is. So you'll say that you're working, you're a teacher, you're working yeah. in education. So education will be first and then teacher if you're primary or secondary. You select it down along the way there and that'll put it in. And the great thing with claiming your flat rate expenses is that the revenue will assume that your circumstances are the same year on year. So if you go in this year okay. and you claim it now, it'll stick with you unless you decide to change your career along the way and you let them know that you're changing your career. Okay. And the benefit as well, a great thing for PAY employees like ourselves is you can go back four years. So if it's a thing that you have never claimed it there for yourself, you can go back four years and get a refund for the last four years that you've missed out on along the way and have it on your tax credits going forward into the future. Okay. And there's 180 different professions. You wouldn't <laughs> want to be one of them that don't get the tax relief. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Yeah. Accountants don't get it. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the not. sweet irony of that. Yeah, it would have gone back years ago. It would have been when there was really strong unions negotiating yes. with employers. So that's why it's going to be the teacher. It would have, a lot of it would have been kind of public sector. Yes, that would have yes. got it along the way there. And journalists were probably able to negotiate themselves <laughs> in onto it. Well, they do have a union that was probably uh, yeah. stronger back in the day. Right, the home carers tax credit. Yeah, so that's one I suppose that's kind of really relevant. Can, in the last three years there mm. for people there. Some care's tax credit is if you're married and one spouse is working full time at working outside of the home and one spouse is at home and isn't working there. There's actually a tax credit of sixteen hundred euros a year that you can claim there for mm. the spouse that that's at home. And a lot of people are aren't aware of it and it's really beneficial to people there. And I suppose that's the benefit of letting the revenue know when you do change your marital status when you get married along the way there. And it doesn't mean that you have to be at home full time. So you have to be at home looking after the kids there, but you could have a part time job and you can actually earn up to ten thousand four hundred euros a year the second spouse and mm. still claim it there. So it's it's a huge benefit okay. to people yeah. there. So again it's a benefit of suppose letting the revenue know that you're married is a benefit of reviewing it and a benefit of knowing what to claim because a lot of people don't know that, that they're there. entitled to it and it's not going to be automatically applied. The revenue are great. They'll they'll give you what you're entitled to but you have to ask them for or it. They, they're yeah. not going to know your personal circumstances yeah. either and they're not going to run down the road with a checkbook after you say we owe you some money. <laughs> By the way there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so if you're, if you're a single parent? Yeah, so again, if you're a single parent there's what's called the single parent child carers credit there that you can claim back and that's really beneficial it's 1650 euros a year and you also get an increase in your cut off point of 4000 euros your eyes are probably glazing over yeah, now yeah. listening to me saying that what's that it means that you can earn an additional 4000 euros before you go into the higher tax bracket before you start paying your 40 oh, right. 40% okay. taxes so it's really beneficial now the thing with the single parent child care's credit is that it's just one parent Get, can get it there so it automatically goes to the person that is in receipt of child benefit so nine times out of ten that's going to be the mum yeah, that's going yeah. to get it there but there is a situation where you can actually transfer it over so if it's the case that mum's not working but dad is working and I suppose there's a good relationship there yeah, yeah. she can actually sign it sign it over to him there but I suppose it's 
a bad one in a way that it, it is at the discretion of ma'am whether she signs it over and ba- or back or not. So if it's yes. that there's not a great relationship <laughs> there, she's going to say, okay. no, I'm holding on to it even though it's no use. Right. Uh, now the incapacitated child tax credit. Yeah, that's another one that people don't know about, and it's quite a sensitive one. So it's mm. if you have a child that has been diagnosed with a lifelong illness, so say unfortunately they're diagnosed with, yeah. with autism or something like that. There, there's three thousand three hundred euros per year of tax credit that yourself you can claim back there as well. So again, it's a really beneficial tax credit mm. for people, and I suppose with that tax credit again, it's so maybe your child is diagnosed with autism. It's usually around three or four years of age before they actually get a diagnosis after fighting through to, to get that for them. That can again be backdated to when the child was born. So again, like 3,300 euros per year over the space of four years. Yeah. That's really going to help a family, I suppose, at the moment in the, the current times. Yes. <laughs> now, the, the, now, is the remote workers relief, is this because of working from home or was this always there? No, it was always there, but I suppose it's it's much more relevant. And mm-hmm. now the numbers of people that were working from home before were, were tiny. And what they have done in the last few budgets is they've increased the amounts that people can claim back all along the way. So it was 10% of your expenses that you could have claimed back before, but they've increased it now up to, so you can claim 30% of your broadband heat and electricity costs for the year back. Now, what you have to do is you do have to apportion it to how much time you're working from home throughout the mm, year. So you could be yeah. working full time from home there. You could claim it back there. Say on average now, I know it's kind of impossible now to predict what electricity bills are going to be yeah. over the next Nine million months. quid. Yeah. 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 So like say if your bills for the year were 2,500 euros there, mm. that in your pocket would be between about 200 euros for someone working from home full time. If tw- yeah, throughout yeah. the year, it's 100 euros maybe if you're working from home part time there. So again, they're all building blocks along the way. And I suppose like there's things like your medical expenses as well, that people can claim back. No, just they, just yeah. on the on the and claiming the thirty percent of the bills. Mm. That I assume that's retrospective. If you're doing your tax this year, it's it's what your bills were from last year. Yeah, so you'll always have to wait until the year ends. So this yeah. year, at the moment now, we're always claiming back refunds for twenty twenty one. You can't claim yeah. back a refund until the year yeah. is over and done. You've actually paid all your taxes for the year, so you'd be gathering up your bills for last year for twenty twenty one. Get them thirty percent of them. You pop it in onto your form twelve. There, you let the revenue know how many days you worked from home. Last year, so like, say if you're working from home full time, it's going to be 240 days for your yeah. your 48 weeks working five days yeah. a week. There, it, there's calculations that go on in the background, but you don't need to worry yourself about it. There, you gather up your bills, find out the amount, work out how many days you work from home, Gosh. and pop it in. Right now, yeah, you did. Sorry, I interrupted you then when you were saying uh, medical expenses. Now, the the um, is this a visit to the GP, the dentist, the yeah. optician, anything? Yeah, any qualified expense. I say that with inverted commas okay. <laughs> around it there. Yeah, so your doctor's visit, your prescription fees. A lot of people overlook that there. So, like, you might have a prescription there for ten or fifteen euros a month, but that's every month mm. along the way, and it's twenty percent of your qualifying expenses that you can get back there. Another one that people don't realise is non-routine dental work. So things like your wisdom tooth removal, your crowns, your veneers and stuff like that, you can get 20% of them back there. And they're not something that's going to be 40, 50 euros. It's no, going to be no, five, expensive. six, seven, eight hundred euros that you can claim back. And another one when it comes into medical expenses that you can claim back as well, and that's kind of really important to get the word out about is nursing home fees. So with nursing home fees, it's a huge cost, mm. it's a huge burden on families there. And you can claim back uh, tax relief at your marginal rate. And again, probably people's eyes are glazing over there. Your marginal rate is the highest rate rate of tax that you pay. So yeah. if you're in the higher bracket of 40% tax, you can claim back 40% of your nursing home fees as a tax relief there. So that's a huge that's benefit. A, that would yeah. be a significant amount of and money. And you can indeed. spread it across a family as well. So say the family, like it could be 2,000 euros a week that mm. people are paying for nursing home fees. So most likely the family is probably three or four siblings paying it along there. You can claim for your portion 
that you've paid back okay. there along as well. Right. So it's really important. And for the, and for the medical expenses, if you have insurance, medical insurance, and you know the way like they they. they you know, they, they'll go, oh, we'll pay for everything until they actually have to pay for something. Yeah. And then they go, well, actually, we're not going to pay for that bit. You're paying for that bit. Yeah. Can you, what portion of that can you claim back from the tax? Yeah. So when it comes to your medical insurance, you can get what's not reimbursed by your. So say you're yeah. with, with Leah and you send in a bill for 5,000 euros for your hospital stay there last week. If they give you back 2,000, which you can claim for the 3,000, that's outstanding on it there. So you can get your state, your annual statement from them and they should be able to say here's the claims that you sent in to us yes. here's what we gave you and you can claim the tax relief on the, the in between on it yeah okay uh, fair few questions uh, oh, Marion coming in uh, uh, is there a minimum work mileage needed for benefiting kind with a company car what can be reclaimed after unpaid maternity leave that's uh, um that's two questions, actually. <laughs> I'll answer the, me- the maternity leave one because that's the, the, the quite the easier one yeah. of the two to, to answer. With the, the mileage, you have to have a substantial amount of mileage for it to kind of nullify itself out yes. there on it. With the maternity leave, generally nine times out of ten, if your employer is quite good with the tax and stuff like that, they, they should have it sorted for you. But where it'll kind of get a bit tricky for you when you may potentially do a refund is where your maternity leave goes over two years. So say if you leave mm. and go on your maternity leave in August, and then your unpaid kicks in and you don't come back until the following year. You're gone over two tax years. So likely you're going to be due a tax refund from the first year that you, you went yes. away because you haven't yeah. used all your tax credits along the way there. And again, it depends whether your employer is paying you a top up as well on it there. And then when you return to work, you shouldn't necessarily have to claim anything back. If your employer is on the ball, they'll know you haven't worked for the, the first three months mm. of the year. They know they haven't paid you. They should split, split, split your tax credits over the remaining nine months or if not then it comes into your form 12 again yeah. at the end of the year and it'll catch okay. it that way for you. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, I've heard you can claim for personal grooming for work. Is that true? <laughs> no, I think that that's the flat rate expense that we discussed there. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of commonly known throughout the sector as well as your uniform allowance. So ah, that's right. Okay, it, that's probably what there. they're thinking of. And yeah. the benefit, I suppose, with flat rate expense is it goes solely on your, your occupation, your job title there. You don't actually need to send in any receipts for your, your work tools or uniforms or, mm. or anything like that. You just get it. Uh, Paul says, I've tried contacting Revenue every day for the last month. All I get is a recording saying there's a significant queue ahead. Unfortunately, we can't take your call. Even though I tried calling at 9.30 and they only take calls until 1.30, what I need to do can't be done online. Any advice? Uh, the online inquiries, I find that you get better rather than the, the phone. If yeah. you go through their, their my, I think it's my inquiries, it's called. I find like they may, it may take two or three days for them to get back to you, but they usually get back to you. Yeah. That way. Okay. Uh, is there uh, any point in claiming tax back from Australia as it's over 20 years since I was there? It's worth looking into. Yeah. <laughs> um, the tax, it might be complicated because you need to have all your pay slips and stuff like that from Australia, but there would be what's called superannuation. So you would yeah. pay superannuation and it depends how long you worked in Australia, mm. even if it was 20 years ago there. There's... Um, I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head I think it's Super Plus Super Seeker I think it's called or if you get in touch with us there we can have a look into I think it's Super Seeker and it'll actually hunt down any superannuation that you paid in Australia and try and find it for you if there is something left there so okay, that's always worth looking into uh, Can I get clarification if a divorced person should stop joining tax payments after separation or divorce after separation I assume um, It's a funny one with that you can actually elect to remain jointly assessed after separation or divorce mm. if you want to so it depends again it depends ah, on the relationship there well, both would have to agree to that both have to, both have to agree with it there but like say if there is a good relationship after marriage has broke down and one spouse isn't working they can still elect 
Okay. Your main jointly assist and getting the, the benefits over there. So again, it depends on your your own personal circumstances, and you'd have to chat with us to kind of yeah. Oh, and I suppose that out. could be maybe sewn into whatever the divorce deal or separation yeah, yeah, deal exactly. it was. Yeah, exactly. It into the agreement. Okay. Uh, I wanted to claim uh, back from revenue from working from home, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure which days I worked from home. It was about two days a week, but not set. I didn't do it because I was afraid I'd have to show proof of the days I was at home. Is that the case? No, they they used to be. Prior to mm. the, all the this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, prior to this, <laughs> to try to forget it now. The word that we shall not mention it used to be a case that you used to have to get a letter from your employer to confirm the number of days that you've worked from home. The revenue have kind of eased up on that a little bit and within reason. So, if you put in reasonably that you're working two days a week from home, they'll accept it there, okay. unless yeah. you get randomly selected for an audit, which is very rare and they're not the big bad wolf that we like to paint them out yeah. <laughs> to be there so once you put in a reasonable claim they're quite good to approve it but if they do an audit like they're going to find something uh, they don't they generally don't audit PAY employees yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like ourselves they're mm. like the, the most detailed kind of audit you get as PAY employees they might come back and say great you put in for 500 euros worth of medical expenses there last year can we see the receipts yeah from yeah, it there yeah uh, and uh, finally somebody wants to know any relief on college fees Yes. Ah. <laughs> um, it's, so they're kind of clever in that you can claim back 20% of the cost of tuition fees, but they'll set the threshold just at the voluntary contribution amount. So if you're paying 3,300 euros, your, your contribution there, anything above that, you can claim back 20%. So I suppose where it does benefit people is if you are, say, repeating year in college and you have the, the joys of paying ten or 15,000 yes, euros yeah, yeah. In, in that there, if you're not an an EU resident and you have to pay tuition fees there you claim it back or if it's a year that you have two in college at the same time so you're going to be paying your 6,600 yes. so you can claim on it there so again with that there is a list as long as my arm and your arm of different courses that are approved for refunds there there's different kind of speech language courses as well that you can get tax relief on again list as long as my arm and yours but it's always worth asking these things oh, so yeah. submit it in send in your receipt the, the worst thing that can happen is that they don't approve it yeah. say it's not on the list yeah. of and things that's, that's, yeah. not a, a, that's not a terrible thing Marion exactly. thanks a million for uh, coming into us that thanks was really me. really informative that was Marion Ryan there business development director with taxback.com uh, Moncrief 